0: Hey, this is Larry Hunter, 5-Minute Inspirations. Thank you for tuning in to my program. I didn't know for sure that I'd be able to do a podcast today because we've been on the road all day long. We left early this morning, been traveling all day long, and finally we've arrived to our destination, set up in a hotel, and I get a chance to share with you. We're in Dallas, Texas. Anybody out there from Dallas, Texas, make sure you give me a shout-out, okay? Anyway, I want to ask you something that God kind of put on my heart today. You know, many of us are willing to follow the Lord's leading, when we can see that his direction for us is along a reasonable and predictable uh, sort of path. For example, we read in the Psalms very frequently that God commands us to give to help the poor, right? And over in Hebrews chapter 10, 25, for example, God is encouraging us, don't isolate yourself. Continue to get together and meet together as as believers, you know, have fellowship together. And we all know that the word of God teaches us to love others as we love ourselves, Got it, you say. Even though sometimes it's a little hard to do, you find it easy to accept and at least attempt these commands, right? After all, anyone would agree that this stuff is simply the right thing to do. Well, my question to you tonight, how does your disposition, however, change when God's direction for you doesn't seem so sensible or so commonplace? Remember in Luke chapter 5, for example, Jesus told Peter to let down his nets for a catch. When Peter, who was a fisherman, he knew all about catching fish and stuff. They had already passed a whole night fishing and didn't catch a single fish. And after all that, Jesus comes on the scene and tells him, put down your, put down your net on the other side of the boat. Your nets on the other side of the boat. <laughs> Sounds crazy, doesn't it? How does your disposition change when God's direction for you doesn't seem so sensible? Or also remember in John chapter 4, God the Father impressed upon Jesus, you know, he's going to head up to Jerusalem, but God put it on his heart to go through Samaria to get to Jerusalem. Where he ended up talking to the, to the woman at the well, ministered to her life, and as a result, she evangelized the whole community. Well, see, this is the thing. Samaria was completely out of the way. It made no sense to anyone that somebody who was heading out from where Jesus headed out from to get to Jerusalem would go through would go through Samaria it just didn't make any sense or remember also in John chapter 11 Jesus commanded Martha to have the folks to roll away the stone from the grave site of Lazarus while Martha arguably pointed to the absurdity of such an idea she told Jesus man look Jesus Lazarus has been dead for 4 days now he's stinking <laughs> So these are just some examples, but I want to ask you again the question. Does your promptness to obey God get put on hold when his request doesn't appear ordinary or when it doesn't quite make sense to you? Remember even Abraham. This is a good example. Abraham. Abraham and his relatives, they were chilling. They were chilling and traveling together as nomads. Nomads mean they stay in one place for a little while and when the when the cattle eat up all the grass or the sheep eat up all the grass, they go to another place. They got some good grass and they go ahead and trim that on down and they move to another place. So that was their life. They just go from one place to another, to another, to another. Well, in the middle of all of that, God calls on Abraham and says, look, I'm calling you to travel on out a different route. I'm telling you to leave your family and I'm going to put you on this other path. That did not make sense. That was not common. Hmm? So again, does your promptness or your willingness to obey God get put on hold when his request doesn't make sense to you, when it's something that ain't common? You know, this morning, my wife and I, we left the house at five in the morning, heading to an airport that was three hours away. And as we were heading down, we probably went about an hour and a half into the journey. We missed a key turnoff. And because, you know, my wife had gone ahead and printed out on the map, quest step-by-step instructions on how to get there. You know, pretty common route, but still you wanna follow it, you know, step-by-step. Step. And we, we had misplaced that in the car at that moment, so we missed a key turn. When we realized we missed it, we were probably about three miles out from the turn or past the turn, and we were thinking, okay, should we turn around and backtrack in order to find that exit and take it? And while we were dealing with that, we were thinking about whether we should do it or not. My wife went ahead and plugged the airport name into her GPS, and the lady started giving us commands. And we were totally assuming that she was going to lead us back to the exit that we missed. Man, weren't we in for a surprise. That lady took us down one country road after another. I mean. In 1,000 feet, turn right onto Chicken Road and continue for seven miles. (laughs) Like, whoa. And then, you know, you get through your seven miles and everything. She come on again. At the fork, bear to the left onto Pickletown Street. Where are we at, y'all? What in the world is going on here? See, the thought flashed through my mind. What if the delay from us taking all these back roads, trying to get back to the main highway, where we can go 70 miles an hour and, and instead of 35 miles per hour that we have to do here on these country roads, what if this delay is going to cause us to get to the airport too late and then to miss our flight? So see, I missed all of the doubts and and this illogic unfamiliarity with this path, I mean, who would choose to take a bunch of back roads while on a three-hour journey to get to an international airport on time? Who would choose that, right? (laughs) As we continued hopelessly along these lines, these old country roads and everything, I mean, we actually saw a lady in a bikini washing her car at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Lord, we are showing up up in the country, up in the country here. (laughs) But as we continued along these roads, all of a sudden we saw a sign. It wasn't all of a sudden. It was after a whole lot of turning and twisting and turning and 35 miles an hour and stop signs and stop lights and stuff. We finally saw a sign welcoming us into the city where the airport was at. You know what? That blew me away. It's like even though we messed up by missing that turn, God set us onto a backup route that would still get us there. And I think we got there sooner than if we would have followed the basic route that we got from MapQuest. So my question, once again, does your willingness to obey God's instructions change when he motions for you to go down a less common path or one that doesn't seem to make good sense to you or to most people? Be quick to answer in obedience to God's instructions. I mean, once you know it's him and what he's asking of you, be quick to answer in obedience. Remember the scripture scripture as we close on out. Psalm chapter 32, verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shouldest go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Huh? So God knows how to get you there. Don't let, don't waver in your willingness to obey when his instruction to you is uncommon or doesn't seem to make sense right off the bat to you, okay? All right, God bless you. Have a wonderful night, and I'm looking forward to being with you the next time. This is Larry Hunter, 5-Minute Inspirations. Peace.